I was petrified of using other people's money. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. well, you know, it's scary because uh, how do I know I can pay them back? And, and well, we started educating ourselves, right? So how can I ensure to pay them back? Well, you have to have your exit strategy, right? It all comes down to having an exit strategy. And our philosophy is, you gotta exit before you enter. If you don't yep. know your exit strategy, Always. you don't enter the deal, right? Got bit by a spider, and how did you end up here? And kind of, who are you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Dave and I, when we met, I had uh, two properties. So I had a duplex and a triplex. Okay. Uh, Dave had the single, single dwelling. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we started slowly. You know, we both had love for real estate, and slowly started purchasing more. And what's then, what's slowly? And I'll just interject because okay, I'm curious, enough. like time frame wise. Yeah, I guess uh, slowly. Yeah. Us, we had about in two, three years. We bought six properties, um, which to us now is slow at our pace yeah and then 2017 I guess that would be when we got bit by the bug yeah um, OPM is what we've discovered yeah that's about 12 and 12 months and OPM would be other people's money yeah. okay the creative so, financing yeah. yeah and we were talking about that on the way up um, we were having a conversation about just negotiation strategies and you know from a real estate agent's perspective I think it's the duty of the agent to do their job and write the offers but also understand creative financing and that there's more to an offer than just the purchase price. What are your thoughts on that from the conversation we just had? <laughs> purchase price, it, it, it's just people put all their eggs on the purchase price and they're yeah. dead set on getting the best deal possible. Yeah. I'm looking more at the terms. Yeah. I'm looking more, hey, if that's the if that's the price you want, that's the price you get. If you're willing to help me on the back end with creative financing, if you're willing to negotiate different uh, you know, creative financing opportunities, have the price you want. If the deal exactly. makes sense, the deal makes that's sense. That's the thing, right? If it makes yeah. sense, yeah. then we're not gonna nickel and dime on, on the price, right? Let's make it a win-win. And we want owner financing or whatnot, yeah. If, if your deal didn't make sense on five or $10,000 off, your deal never made sense originally. That, like, people get yeah. so caught up in that stuff. It, they become emotional, right? They really get stuck on, I want it for this price, you know, barring yeah. everything else, not realizing, you know, paying a premium could be a good thing. We talked about strategic purchasing and buying at a higher price because you identified two or three other properties that you could buy at a lower <laughs> price that now you've set the comp and you could play that game. Um, but let's expand on OPM. Like, you know, when you found it, what was your first thoughts of it and how did you educate yourself around other people's money? Like, we had uh, mortgage brokers explain to us vendor takebacks before. Yeah. And we thought, you know, I don't want to get close to that within a 10-foot pole. It's black voodoo magic. Yeah. You know, it doesn't yeah. make sense. I don't yeah. want the government. It's mafia. But, and then... Literally, we read uh, Rich. <laughs> Black Voodoo Magic. Cause like, it's <laughs> funny, but that's what it. you guys are thinking, right? Like when you hear other people, people's money, it, the concept is very different than what people think it is, right? Yeah, I was Absolutely. petrified of using other people's money. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. well, you know, it's scary because uh, how do I know I can pay them back? And, and well, we started educating ourselves, right? So how can I ensure to pay them back? Well, you have to have your exit strategy, right? It all comes down to having an exit strategy. And our philosophy is, you gotta exit before you enter. If you don't yep. know your exit strategy, Always. you don't enter the deal, right? Like, so anyone can just get private money. Anyone can buy a building, but if you don't know what, how you're gonna exit the deal or how you're gonna cash flow it or how you're gonna bring it to the bank to refi, yeah. that's how people go bankrupt. That's how people get caught up in that. Uh, and then they say real estate doesn't work. It's not that real estate doesn't work, it's you didn't know how to work it, right? You're, you're focusing on short-term money, right? Like exactly what we just exactly. talked about, about the purchase price strategy. Like you're so worried about the deal you're not thinking about what are you gonna do with the deal at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. So, how, but I mean, 
how did you get to that mindset, right? Like from being like just somebody that gets into the industry and starts learning about OPM and developing a strategy of saying, I love what you said, let's look at our exit first, yes. and then does the deal make sense? How did you develop that kind of mindset? And I think it was forced upon us because, okay, we were yeah. gung-ho, vendor take-back, you know, owner financing, and then people kept, you know, literally, not would say literally, but shoving it down our throat that there's two or three other guys that did this in our city, they all went bankrupt. Okay? Interesting. And they're like, well, what's different about you? And then it, made, it really made us, um, you know, self-analyze and self-doubt, like, hey, how are we going to be different? Where did they, and, and, and we've talked to them, great guys, nothing bad against them. For sure. It's just, where did they fall short? What happened to them? Let's not do that. And that's why we exit before we enter now. And what do you think were the major things that they, they could have done differently to be in a different position today? Uh, they were looking, they were hoping the market would continue to go. Uh, worst thing you can do. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Interest rates yeah. you know, wouldn't increase. Things that you, you can't control, yeah. right? So we very much look at forced appreciation, for example, as opposed to just the appreciation, right? Yeah. We can control that. You guys keep it simple, right? Like give somebody a good place to live, add value to a property. Let's play worst case scenario. I did consultations today where I said like, yeah, we can run an analysis on passive appreciation, but if I sell you this property, what happens if next week everything stops? Like, are you gonna be okay, right? And then yeah. start at baseline zero, let's be hyper conservative. What are we gonna do to really create wealth? But I think that's the biggest difference is short-term thinking, making money, which anybody can make money. You and I can go work at the burrito place yeah. downstairs for you know, however many hours a year. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll find a way to make money, but that's not wealth building, no. right? Yeah. And that's what you guys are really doing, and that's what I wanted to talk about. So, you know, you figured about OPM, got an understanding of VTBs, and we could do a whole episode on that, and you know, how to find money, because there's banks, which aren't always the easiest to work with. No. Second lenders, there's OPM. You develop a strategy, say, okay, let's start analyzing deals. Now we're talking portfolio building. So yeah. dig into that. You had a strategy. How do you analyze deals and how did you go out and start finding them? Absolutely. Yeah, well, we looked at a lot of deals. So, yeah. you know, we and still, do. and still do. And I think that's a big part of it, right? We don't just look at one or two and put our eggs in one basket. Even if we put an offer on one, we're always continuing to look at deals. We look at a lot of deals. They don't all come to fruition, of course not. Yeah. Um, look at a lot of deals and then we're not afraid to take the action on it, right? And and, and that win-win negotiation as well, right? We're not gonna nickel and die. If the deal makes sense, yeah. we want it, we're purchasing it, right? We're gonna do everything we can to, to get there. Yeah, and, and to build our portfolio, like we literally put, like we'll be in Florida on a holiday, uh, on a family holiday. Yeah. And we just need the numbers. And the realtor will say, do you wanna walk? No, no, I don't wanna I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I want you the have numbers. your system, right? Yeah. 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 The numbers make sense, let's put the offer, let's get the extended offer. When I'm back in two weeks or whatever it is, we'll walk through and we'll make sure. Biggest, biggest mistake investors make is, oh, well, I'll wait to see it and then it's gone. Like if it's exactly. a good asset and there's opportunity, yeah. somebody sees it, it's gonna be gone. Lock um, up. Yeah. Always, right? Systemize it, kind of understand what you're looking for. The other thing I like that you touched on was when you're buying properties, and I said this earlier, you're developing a reputation, right? And then now you go from a point where maybe you used to be pitching people for OPM and finding money, the tons of money out there, now you're probably batting it away to a certain degree saying, yeah, the deal has to make sense. And I love that about you guys because what I look at from real estate is if I don't like a property, I'm not gonna sell it. I don't have to do that deal. Right. Awesome. And right. how do you navigate that? Because sometimes you'll look at a deal and you can make it kind of work and be <laughs> like, well, yeah, you know what? Like we can get creative, but there's a, probably a risk factor that you integrate into there saying, hey, if it doesn't meet this criteria, it's no good. So like, where's your breaking point when you look at deals? And I think for us, I mean, I don't know if there's an actual number, but it's really, yeah. it has to make sense, right? What's your art time's worth, essentially? Okay. Um, yeah. And the risk factor, right? If there's too much risk, it's just not worth it for us. There's so many, there's properties all over, right? So so why would we 
Yeah. Why would we risk it? And, and kind of like you, if I don't like the property, I'm not going to list it. If I don't like the property, I'm not going to buy it. We're at that yeah. point now where I don't need the deal. I want the deal if a deal makes sense, but like we walked through a 13 unit building the other day, cash flow was great, you know, but the tenants were nightmare D minus yeah. to be nice. Right. And it was, it wasn't just one or two units. It was all 13. What's our like, time's worth on that, right? It makes a lot of money, but I don't, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, I'll throw some numbers at you. I looked at a deal. <laughs> yeah. It was a 20 plex for 750 three or four years ago. 750, wow. 750 cash flow, like 2,500 a month. It was great. We put it in a contract, but when I went through the building and I started vetting out the deal, like vacancy is going to be 65%. You're never going to get those tenants out. The needles are like, it was in rough shape, like F minus tenants. And I just called my investor and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, don't even come down. I'm like, it's a waste of your time. (laughs) The numbers look amazing, but a lot of times like the high cash flowing deals and yields, you're starting to, it balances itself out. And the triple A deals with the best tenants on the face of the earth, there's no money to be made. So it's always like, Let's find something that we can turn into like a B or a, an A minus, exactly. but we can get it like a C price or a D yeah. plus price, yeah, right? You can't get too emotionally attached to it, right? Yeah. So you have to look at it. You're an investor. You're in it for you know obviously for cash flow, but again the bigger picture of your business, right? If it's going to take your what's your return on investment, what's your return on time as well? Hundred um, percent. Those two factors to consider. What's your why? Why are you doing this? Well, uh, big reasons, I guess. So for us, kind of backtrack a little bit. Um, in 2018, I don't know if you were here when it happened was, or not. Uh, yeah. I've, been, I've been with the group since 20, yeah, since probably five years okay, now. Okay, so wow. we're on our way to, to the Investor Summit and our vehicle, we're in the large SUV, got hit by a transport driver. Yeah. We rolled across the highway, um, you know, uh, barely survived. Luckily we did. That's insane. Yeah. I, um, I know the story. The reason I asked is I think the yeah. audience, I mean, life-changing moment life-changing right yeah. our suv was crushed you know people going near a vehicle highway. 120 clicks an hour yeah most terrifying day of, were you of conscious at that point like when the yeah. accident happened yeah wow yeah. yeah we never went unconscious it was just yeah like the craziest part justin was like we're having a conversation right now and all of a sudden you're Bang. just you're just in a totally yeah. other upside room. down you're just upside down yeah. you're rolling and it's no almost kind of slow motion and thinking i'm gonna die am I gonna die is this it if, you know and I've heard just, like it, your laugh flashes before your life flashes before your eyes and like when you left were you thinking like you know time is not infinite like I'm sure to a certain degree well, that, that now yeah. now I realize that like, yeah we, like, we could jump on the highway tomorrow it could happen again like it, that's why I'm like you know what that's why we're balls to the walls real estate and yeah. it makes sense and I'm not afraid to go and do things anymore because yeah, we're human. We're so yeah. we're, we're not indestructible. <laughs> You're not scared of the work either, exactly. right? Exactly. No. Like yeah. I have three kids, right? So three kids. Of course, we think of them after the crash, right? Our, yeah. our their lives could have been How different. Old are they? Our lives, uh, five, oh, wow. eleven, and fourteen. Like so, still at home, and you know, dependent yeah. on us. And uh, and yeah, and I used to work full time at that point too. And that was the day, you know, I, I kept thinking about going. I had a severe concussion, so I was off for a while. And as I'm recovering, I kept thinking about going back to work and, and I would feel mm. ill thinking about doing something I didn't love doing one more day. And it became it's hard. It came to here because it, it, after the crash, it was just it changed everything, my perspective of, of life. And I didn't want to spend one day doing what I didn't love. So that was it. And because of our portfolio, because we had already created, the, you know, the wealthier portfolio we built. You had a base. I was able to. And mm. I never went back. That was it. I never went back. How quickly did you quit? Um, maybe a month or oh, two wow. after, yeah. I mean, we grew up in a time where it's like, get a job, get benefits, like security, and like, you jump into a, a world where you're like, you know what, I'll figure it out. If, yes. if all of a sudden the market, that uh, people stop buying houses all together, when everything goes to zero, we can go back to the burrito yeah. place. Like, <laughs> exactly. what's, wor- what's the worst case scenario, right? I'm, I'm really, 
you know, impressed that you did that and make that decision so quickly. And I'd like to say to the audience, like, if you're thinking of doing something that you're passionate about, time is very limited and you should listen to a story like this and let it inspire you. And they found joy doing something that maybe other people would have thought as a job, but you probably don't think it's a job anymore because I watch you guys online and you have fun doing it. You pump out a ton of content and like it's, you turn it into more than just that, right? More than just a job. Um, yeah, we get no, to it's fun. Yeah, we get like, to work with my best friend. I get to choose yeah, who I work true. with. Yeah. We get to bring the dogs at work. If I want to not come in till ten, I can. Like you know, it's just it's fun. It's different. Yeah, yeah it's it's a twenty four seven job, but it's I'm also never working too, and it's. You're always working, not working, right? Like you're on vacation, it's like, it's life work. People talk about work-life balance. It doesn't really exist in my opinion. It's like, it's, you're always on, right? Like your relationship matters, so you're always working on that. Your parenting matters. You always have to be working on that. You know, I'm at this yeah. summit on the weekend. The weather's not great. I know I miss my wife and daughter. You have to interject and make time to do the things that you love. But then like having the game of going out and actually enjoying what you do and turning it into something where you can pour your passion and interest and um, intelligence that really makes a difference now I did want to touch on that because you guys went out and sourced education very quickly right like you went out and tried to you know expand and find other people around you to kind of level up quickly mm-hmm. what were the biggest lessons you learned from that process that the audience might get from in terms of being able to level up quickly if you find something that you're interested in yeah and, and okay to touch on what you had just said just and also to touch on this was one thing I learned was, again, you're here getting your hustle on the weekend. You'd rather be with your daughter and your, uh, and your wife. You know what I'd I mean? rather they be here. I, I actually know, yeah. love the weekends here, and I'm <laughs> and sure they'll so come well, eventually. Yeah. Maybe the summer. Um, we're, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. Like, same here, our kids, I wish they could have came, but they didn't. Yeah. But again, as much as I wish I was with them right now, I'm happy that I'm here. I'm happy I'm doing this because we're getting the hustle on. And the thing is now is doing these things is going to help in the future now. Because yeah. like, when I go back home this week, and if they have you know, dentist appointment, plays, whatever at school, I can go to all single one of them, every single one of them I meet in. So I would just, I would just go and get it sooner. Looking back now, mm-hmm. and uh, like you had said, if life is short, do it. And and what? if you fall, fall flat on your face, go to the burrito place and start up again. Like if ever. I feel like we're gonna open a burrito place yeah, by no, the time no, we're no, actually done no, yeah. this episode. Actually, actually yeah. <laughs> Alfonso says that though, right? Like I asked Alfonso at the last summit when we shot the podcast. I'm like, if you could do it all over again, you own 500 units. You know, how, what would you do different? And he's like, I'd do it bigger, faster. He's like, I would have just done it earlier. He's like, you're just ingrained with a sense of of fear, which is normal because it's human. And the other piece of advice I like to give people is if you're not scared, then I'm scared. Because if you're opening a business and you're not, you know, being fiscally responsible and looking at the exit strategy, how you're going to make money and everything else, then you probably shouldn't be doing it because the people that I see that fail come in with massive egos. They just want to have the profile of having X amount of properties or I own this or I own that just to have the clout but they don't actually want to do the work and they crash and burn every time, yeah. right? And that fear piece, you know, it doesn't go away, right? No. As you continue it's to there. grow, it's, you know, as we're continuing to do different things and continue to grow our portfolio, there's always fear that comes in, right? But it's, it's again, it's pushing through that and remembering your, your why, you know, why are you doing this in the first place? And just being determined that whatever happens, I'm gonna, there's gonna be roadblocks, but I'm determined, nothing's yeah. gonna stop me and, and we'll just keep finding solutions, right? Be solution driven. Yeah. Like, like we're looking in the States now to buy. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't have the legal structure in the states that I have here. Eh, but let's let's out. go figure it out. Right? Yeah, I'm not, exactly. I'm worried, but I know that I've got the the know-how and and, and the, the the go-get-it drive that I'll figure it out. It's not rocket science. Someone's done it before me, so I'm going to do it after me. Yeah. Let's and I love remembering that, right? I always remembering like, you know, are they more special than I am? No. no. Am I more special than you are? No. no. Right. So I'm it's, just it's, doing it. You're just doing it, and and exactly educating yourself, of course, to minimize your risks, but. 
Super yeah. smart approach. How many units do you guys have right now? Now we have over 100 units. That's incredible. Um, I do want to offer you guys some value. You know, in terms of the audience, I'm going to send them to go see your profile. How can they get to know you guys? Maybe where should they go first to start educating themselves on who you are and, and maybe connect with you directly? Yes, thank you. Um, so we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and our username is Investor Mel Dave. Okay. Um, otherwise, we have our web. Everything's Investor Mel Dave. We have our website, Investor Mel Dave. As they well do. As they can check it's out. Very so. simple. It's, it's one word. Simple. We'll yeah. actually put it in all the show links. Um, our fancy producers will probably put it over the notes. But yeah. I appreciate you guys taking the time yeah. to do this. Oh, I should awesome, almost Justin. mention if anybody's interested as well. We we have a masterclass that talks about the creative financing we use. So there are six creative strategies. Okay. Um, and that's 12in12months.com. Cool. So going through the different strategies you guys would like to use. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, awesome. thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so awesome. much. Man. Yeah. Take care. Great. Let's go build okay. a snowman. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Take care.